G'day, uh, today's episode's a little bit different, welcome along. Um, I've interviewed Mr Paul Dredge from New Zealand, so uh, forgive us for the, the sound quality of the interview online. Um, I've discovered as I'm bringing it together, I'm going to drop in occasionally, just like this. So yeah, sit back, relax and enjoy the episode. Here we go, roll it. Hi there and welcome to another episode of Song and a Chat with your host, Pete Pascoe. Actually, more correctly today, we have a co-host being Mr. Paul Dredge from New Zealand, the frequently mentioned co... co... A collaborator. Hey, good work. Thanks, Paul. I engaged the brain, Peter, and we're away. Okay. Uh, Actually, let's just rewind a little bit. If this is your first time um, on board checking out the podcast, wondering what the heck's going on. Yeah, hi there, I'm Pete Pascoe, and I am a songwriter, and what are you going to get from the podcast? Well, hopefully some relaxed chat. You'll get an insight into what it feels like to be in the shoes of a songwriter. I think that that's that was a basic premise of what I started out with this sort of podcast. Um, Paul's been a, in on it from the start. How do you think I'm going with that, Paul? Do you think that's still the thing? It's evolving, isn't it? It's changing uh, and you're experimenting and it's all good. Oh, that's good. It is an evolving thing. And I think that is the definition of a creative activity. It's got to be in a state of evolution, which is in a positive, it's a positive growth and it's alive and it's a never ending thing. eh? Like, I'm going to let you in on something uh, special, very special in my heart that's happened in the last couple of weeks. Paul Dredge and I have really reopened and reawakened our songwriting relationship. It didn't go away. It was still there. We both knew that. There's sort of this tacit agreement, and we've spoken about it, I guess. It's been on fire the last 10 uh, days or so. Um, to be quite honest, I was up till 2 a.m. last night again. <laughs> I've dived into this whole creative realm, and I, I'm like, I was never out of there. But uh, yeah, we've, look, we've been bouncing waves of music backwards and forwards from New Zealand, both songwriting and recording, and we have a new album coming up. It won't be too far away, I don't think. Exciting stuff, eh, Digger? Yeah, I was just thinking you could call it Tidal Wave, because there's all oh. these waves going, <laughs> going backwards and forwards. Not bad. I, th- I think, hey, uh, I think it's from the name for my new blog post, buddy. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could drown some listeners in the process oh. we, with our waves. <laughs> Absolutely. Blog, I hear say. Yes, you can check that out in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> hey, mate, um, let's get around to the topic of the day, shall we? Which is darts. No, it's not darts, but hey, we've been playing a bit of darts online, which has been great fun, setting up our phones with, well, let's say, WhatsApp, video recording, uh, things streaming pointing to the board and so we can see each other's darts going into the board and that has also reawoken it was a good connection thing for us both wasn't it outside of art and music an unwinding thing yeah often at the end of gigs come home (laughs) and uh fire a few darts at the dartboard a few darts at 5 a.m and still be playing sometimes or yeah three (laughs) hey remember playing 828 we would have the radio on and you'd have to guess the songwriter and the next song. So a fat chance. But, you know, if you said James Taylor, Fire and Rain, you're more of a chance than something else, right? And uh, there was sort of an ongoing game in behind. Good fun, eh? Good times. Definitely. Yep. Okay. So what we were talking about there is sort of like the backstory, sort of the relationship, huge relationship, huge friendship that has gone on for Paul and I for many years. And I think that has really been a foundation to – put on top and sustain the songwriting collaboration. And it is such a, it's a better of God's end in terms of total enjoyment. And it's given a lot of other people pleasure. On that note, today's song, BP Diner, 
has given a lot of people a lot of pleasure. It's um, had a few outings as a, a live song. It was included on a, a CD we released, and you can stream it online, uh, Lost in Time. It was the opening track there. And um, I might say to myself, it's a bit of a good number, isn't it, Tika? Yeah, it's, uh, it is It is good. I mean, it does sound a little odd saying that, uh, as you say, when you're talking about a song you've uh, co-written. <laughs> there are some, just get a feeling about things and, and you just, yeah, from the word go, knew it was going to be good. And that, that has come time and time again, those podcasts, feeling from the word go. Hey. Mm. Sure, you can technically pick up a brush. I'm a painter as well. Yeah, always a poet. You can technically pick up a pen and just go. And there is a certain amount of professionalism associated with that. But the professionalism also stipulates that if you picked up the pen out of I can do this, but I'm not in the mood, if the mood isn't there, you quickly abandon the plan and do golf or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something more relaxing, <laughs> like, uh, you know, Grey Warbirds down by the river or whatever it may be. Okay. Attempting to talk all day because, uh, as you can see, it's fairly relaxed between Paul and I and um, you people in the audience. So I feel like we're talking to a – I am. We, we, you, 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 you are the audience. You're the intimate audience. So I really hope you feel part of things. And if you ever want to, you know, comment and that and get get in touch, please do. You know, we, we can always tweak things. Happy to hear from you. It'd be great to hear from you. We'd love that. Okay, let's get on to BP Diner. What I would like to do quickly just before I roll it is just let you know the venue of where the song was written because I think that was quite sort of part of things. Well, the story that we wrote was about that venue. Paul, I'd just like to talk a little bit, describe briefly what it was like the first evening we arrived to play there. Okay, so Wairaka Resort, it was one of New Zealand's oldest resorts and it was it was a bit decrepit, <laughs> but they were rebuilding it and they were looking for a couple of musicians like us. We rocked up there on a stormy night. Remember our last port of call with our last tape? We were just about ready to flag it, nothing in couple. And um, am I saying couple? Not too bad. You're getting there. Yeah, my, my, I've been living in Melbourne for 21 years, and and I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing my touch. Still got fashion chops down. Okay, so we rocked up and we checked a cassette and at Wairaki Resort. We got a phone call the next morning from Kathy Guy, and she said, "Yeah, you know, she organised entertainment. Are you guys as good as you sound on that tape?" I said, "Hell, we're better than that." <laughs> And uh, she said, great, well, you're on this Friday. We rocked up in our van and they said, these your staff quarters, go down there. And they put us in this half, speaking of decrepit, it was like, had a lick of paint on it. That was holding up the walls. There were no curtains. You could still smell the paint drying. But the view outside with this big circle of pines, New Zealand's oldest stand of exotic trees, had formed this sort of multi-strata of like bushes and birds and Anyway, on our lawn, we're like 100 quail. Remember them coming out? And we just sat on the back doorstep. So regardless of what happens, this is good in a sense. And it felt like there was a sense of magic maybe. And it felt, as it turned out, it was a bit like the cross between a sort of a, a boarding school for blokes mentality and Hotel California. It was a wild experience, eh? Does that sort of, does that ring a bell some of that with you, Paul? Yeah, it was definitely a momentous driving up to that decrepit-looking barren house uh, with nothing in it other than fumes, yeah. But, uh, no, there was a pretty interesting chapter that led to that. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? Okay, speaking of leading to, I think I think it's really just about time to roll it. Um, I would like to touch on, we'll do it maybe after we roll the song, um, how it was where eventually we walked down to the restaurant and, and did that first gig. We'll come back to that perhaps. Or we might roll this on to another 
podcast. It's not an interview, but it's more a co-presentation, rather, isn't it? That's pretty cool, fun. Although I'm doing with the app, aren't I? Sorry, mate. That's all right. It's always been that way. (laughs) (laughs) Hope it's on stage. Paul's just waiting to start the song. And he has a song (laughs) for a long lost guinea pig. You may not know this. Funny enough, this guinea pig. It is time now. I'm going to give you... Rolling. Yeah, was it? I just said rolling. Yeah, man. Okay, it is definitely time to do that. I'm going to give Paul the, the honour again to do that one more time. Here he goes. It is time. You can do this spiel. Go. Okay, uh, now on Radio Pete Pascoe, we're going to play a song called uh, BB Done. It's time to roll it. Who was that? I'm out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> Envies my freedom Admires my dreams She wants to be free from Her dreary bar scenes We work in the same place We're there for the money You see it in the faces in fact, it's quite stunning I wonder how much of our lives We all use I wonder why we block out Our freedom to choose To be happy with our lives In this beautiful land I'll continue to strive to understand Cruising out at the BP Diner But she wants to fly to the moon She wants her freedom Her husband's beyond hope She wants to be free from The drink and the dope she works in the bar To move out with her kids I hope she moves fast Cause it's all on the skids I wonder how much of our lives We all use I wonder why we brought to choose To be happy with our lives in this beautiful land I'll continue to strive to understand Cruising out at the BP Diner
All right, ladies and gentlemen. So there you have it, BP Diner. First of all, I'd just like to say we got a good recording in, didn't we, Digger? Yeah, I reckon. It was uh, was done, you know, we didn't have a lot of time, but it was, a, it was a really good studio and it was a good feeling. There's that word again, feeling. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of time. Did we put a week into the song or a month? No, we put in one take three for three instruments, one overdub for bass, one for the electric guitar, and then one take for both vocals, if you will. And then one mix, <laughs> and that was it, eh? That is good fun, eh? Yeah, definitely. And, and in some ways, the fact that it was quick suited us, I think, as we've talked about before, you know, angsting over something for days on end. Maybe you'd come up with a better product in the end, but um, it wouldn't be anywhere near as enjoyable as just sort of throwing paint on the canvas and finishing it, you know, in a set amount of time. Not putting ourselves in these people's league by any stretch of imagination or intention, Mitchell Froome used to go right to the crowded house guys, uh, Neil Finn, Paul Hester, and bass player, oh, bread explosion. Max Seymour. Thank you. Right, let's record these three guys, see what magic they come up with in one take, and then put the stuff on top. Simon and Garfunkel, Sound of Silence, two voices and guitar, Paul Simons in England, like six months later, here's this electrified, drumified version of a song he knew nothing about. They overdubbed the bass and the drums. And so there's a little tip if you tuned in as a songwriter, wondering what's going on. Where's my first tip? Tip A was feeling. It's come through in the recording and the songwriting. Tip B, try and capture the magic in the bottle. It's mercurial. It comes and you've got to have that record button on for your practice version in the studio. Yeah, I think. Okay, getting to the writing of the song, which is what we are here for. Eric was sitting in the motel room. It was a Saturday morning. It was a bit rainy. No good for golf across the road for free. Diggy got his guitar out and started playing. Do you recall, I, I kind of have a feeling that I gave you the words as you were doing that noodling and maybe you came up with Jam is my freedom, that melody as well. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think so. And in fact, what I first did was just hum with the uh, guitar line, which is... Yeah. And, um, And then, of course, the melody, when you threw those lyrics, just was almost... Yeah, basically just happened with, with that line. She envies my freedom, admires my dreams. Instantaneous, eh? And, and so I, I, I think I, in terms of theatre sports, there's so much like that. You, you don't block the other guy. There's sort of like this whole unspoken communication. If I jumped in at the wrong moment and Paul's just going, she envies my freedom. Oh, that's really good, Paul. Would you like a cup of coffee? I'm thinking about going to the shop, you know, and poof. The energy goes with an interruption, eh? Yeah, yeah, yep. So, as a songwriter, don't block the other person. It's a really, it's this really, really complicated, delicate dance. Be as strong as you like if you support it and give it breath. And if it senses, I really feel like this, if it senses that you're really in the moment, and now I'm getting there personally, that there's like a rush of energy here on touching on something, it will be there in spades for you. It'll, it'll go, yeah, man, there's a song here. In fact, here it is. You know, it's like that. And I think when we got to the next part, I wonder how much of our lives we all use. Remember, I changed that line for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't come in with that in a minute. Yeah. But I think maybe that's where I leapt in a little bit more. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. That's my, that's my recollection. 
Yeah. It's like so a you, verse chorus thing. Yeah, so you paused it in a verse, and that's when we might have had a whoa moment. Dink, interface. I think we've got something here, Paul. Yes, we have. Okay. Give us the go, come on, go, give us the bridge, man. Just go give me the chorus. Give us a chord, and you would have just gone, gee. And they go, I yeah. wonder how much of brains we which we changed to, I wonder how much of our lives lives we all use, which I mm. thought was a really good call. I thought it was, you know, brains was a bit like, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but it had those overtones, you know, I knew what you mean, um, but it had those overtones, you know, what are you doing, you idiot? You know, go and do what you want to do. Brings to mind my old cricket coach, my maths teacher, Pasco, <laughs> turn around, <laughs> stop talking to the girls, whack the old duster on the back of the head. <laughs> Where are your brains? <laughs> so we got rid of brains and went to lives. And wonder how much of our lives we will live. And Paul, you come up with that, yeah, because it's just, just more uplifting and broader appeal and more of a turn on than a turn off. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um and which was really cool. And then we would have got to the next part, yes. It's back to the Phoebe Diner. It's always the same night I knew. And when we did that, I reckon I'll give it, I put my money on it 99%. We would have cranked on pretty quickly into the harmonies on that, but giving it what ho. Mm, yeah, and, and of course, um, probably a big part of the story that, that we're missing is that there was a BP Diner right across the road from Wairake Resort. And um, it was a kind of a haven and it was open 24 hours. So we, we could finish a gig at night and, and go over there and um, you could eat, drink, whatever, you know, coffee, not, not booze. So yeah. that, that was a bit of a hub, wasn't it? So that's why the name of the song was very evocative of that place. Oh, like, great point. Absolutely. That's what inspired the song, the, B, the BP Diner. It wears our island of oh sanity and we're very grateful for the gig it was really great but it was a bit of a yeah i touched on it briefly it was a bit of a wild sort of a vibe there an, an island siege mentality almost <laughs> against the outside world there was the wairaki rules because they were trying to i guess trying to keep it operating they had overseas uh, kids i guess like us working there and they had to have some rules in place so it just didn't go completely nuts <laughs> So we had to, for our sanity, get ourselves out of there. Um, actually, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a blog post I did about the BP Diner, how it was, and you walk in there. Any time of day or night, as Paul was saying, behind the counter was this really kind, natural soul of an older lady. Hi, guys. What would you like? None of hello, musicians from another world. What are you doing? <laughs> sort of thing we might have got from the corporate entities across the road. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that we, like, there were people there that welcomed us warmly and they were great. So I'd hate to have yeah. someone listening and thinking, thanks very much. No, it was a great experience. It really was. But it was at odds with the musician lifestyle. So we were interlopers. We were in there and playing the game, grateful for it, getting over to the, the VP diner. I mean, all sorts of conversations in there, mainly between ourselves. But now and then there are other people that would come along and, in this story here, there's a young lady that came and sat with us, one of the bar girls, and told us, just opened up some pretty big stuff about her life. She's got two kids, but she wants to fly to the moon. 
You know, I think that brings a good point would be to change names. I think it's a good thing to yeah to protect um, you know yeah out of respect for individuals they might not want stuff dredged up years later. So uh, as a songwriter, good idea to change names yeah, of characters. Yeah. And I think Pete, the the other thing is um, in terms of from a songwriting perspective, the people who are thinking about songwriting, it's often. Um, it's a, often a good idea to tell someone else's story because it, it um, just opens up a whole new world for you, you know, because we can't experience um, interesting things of our, you know, every single day of our life. So, um, you know, narrating someone else's story and kind of, yeah, I think it's a, it's a very good way to, to get yourself going writing songs. Oh, I think that's a, a great valid point. And I'll just use myself as an example here. When I have picked up someone else's subject, like did Molly Brown recently, I think that was really successful. And it somehow opens up another lot of energy that you can tap into. It's really wild. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's very freeing. And it doesn't even have to be uh, completely factual. You know, you can make a story up as well. It just can be inspiring. I've got one on, on the boil at the moment that... Uh, ah. Uh, just a loose idea of uh, someone going away uh, to make their fortune so they could come back and marry, sort of set back in old times. And well, I've got a chorus and this story in my head at the moment. And, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Have you got music for that yet? I've got a chorus. Right. Oh, that's all oh, I've got. Okay. Over the Hills and Far Away, it's called. Looking forward to that. Do you think that's going to be a Paul Dredge one or a... Oh, who knows? It could be a Paul and Pete one. Maybe, maybe we can collaborate on the uh, verses. Yeah, and this here's the thing: as a songwriter uh, these days, particularly, it's really fashionable to do different versions of songs. So, look, you know, I've, I've put out my own stuff. Paul does the same. Put them together. Do your own version. Do a version with your band or your folk rock outfit or whatever it is. Yeah, just do different versions. And this, it's great to have that freedom to be able to do that. Um, yeah, God, there's so much I'd like to talk about. I think, uh, yeah, that's okay because uh, Paul's just pointed to his watch there, <laughs> just like old times on the gig. <laughs> the break's over now, mate. Yep. Yeah. But Put that drink say- down. Let's go. <laughs> there, mate. Hey, I tell you, can you start the song? <laughs> Paul's up there in the guitar and I'm yapping away. My grand piano's waiting for him next to him. Paul's singing the, the second song, still waiting for me to get back on stage. <laughs> ah, those were the days. Harking back to our, our long-term residency we had for about three years, five nights a week. Um, what about Melody, Paul? Where does Melody come from? Because I, I, I've tried to touch on this in my podcast episodes. I'm going to get better at it. I'm trying to find uh, a medium, a way to go. What, what, any words that you want to cast some light on this? You know, dark art. It's not a dark art. I'd say it's a light art. Kind Can't of mysterious. Like. It's still, it is a little mysterious though, isn't it? And, oh, um, mystique. Mysterious. Absolutely. Yeah, the mystique of it. Uh, for me, often it's playing a pleasing chord sequence and then some sort of humming starts happening. Or one of the notes that I'm leading with in the finger picking is, so I'm kind of making a melody. Um, just by the way I'm playing the chords, and then that might stick. You know, that tends to be how the most engaging melodies happen. And then there are some times where you're just like, oh, um, right, we're in E minor. I could maybe start on a G because that's the third note of the chord, the triad. So there is a technical way you can go like that sometimes. 
Yeah, look, I agree on both of those points. Can I say another thing? As a songwriter or any creative person, if you can surround yourself with supportive people or find one person that you can talk to about stuff, you can find great clarity. And for me personally, having Paul there as a great friend, you're kind of each other's mentor almost. You're a reflection soundboard and that. And Paul brings clarity to me often. And thanks for that, buddy. Um, Yeah, two things. Great points, Paul. I'm the same. If I'm playing for melody sometimes, if I'm playing a chord, there's one note that will leap out more than the others for some reason. It might be a particular voicing. What's that? That's just when you stack notes differently. I'll just demonstrate that now. Yeah, just different versions of the chord. Same same notes but different order. And that means one's going to sort of gain a bit more clarity. Often the one on top I find in terms of piano arrangements, because that's obviously going to be the melody, that's the way it stands out. But the other flip side is you tune in then from a creative way, kind of a esoteric kind of tuning in thing, or, yeah, you go the technical way, and it's great to have the theory up your sleeve. One thing about theory, get in there and learn it and learn it and learn it so that it becomes natural because it's, you'll stop the creative vibe if you have to spend too much time on the crea- the, the theory. Eh? If you stop E minor, what chords are in E minor? Whereas if you can say E minor, it's got a G, and away you go. Yeah, so you're locking. Would you agree with bringing out the two things? Yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky. I mean, it's tricky to say, let's say you want to speak French, but you're not going to be able to do that unless you've learned some vocab, you know. It's painful probably, but if you really want to be fluent, then then you have to do that, yeah. And the more fluent you get, the bigger buzz it is, isn't it? And music is another language, eh? Regardless of what country we come from, we can all tune in to a, a song or a piece of music because of the underlying feeling, the things that awakens in us, that we all can tune into that same place regardless of what we used to say, yes, yeah, yeah, we, or, you know, it's all, it's a good thing. And, um, and it's a warm, it's a warm, fuzzy thing, isn't it? This, this whole music connection and the joy that it brings you. I tell you what, it, it, as a performer, um, it is just the coolest thing to be then the next step on from writing a song to presenting a song, which is a little bit different to what this podcast is about. But when you present a song, um, it's a gift because you're like you're reading a story to someone. You're playing for yourself. But if anyone's with an earshot, it's like they're being read to as story. And, and it's it's good for the world. It's a good thing. More music. <laughs> yeah. All right, mate. Well, I think we're probably coming to a close, unfortunately, today. Um, I'm not sure that we did enough justice to BP Diner itself today. It was always, it was always on the cards. We're going to talk all around it. Maybe we'll do BP Diner Mark too if, if we like. Why don't we talk about that? What were you missing there? But um, <laughs> I don't know. I really, I really enjoy chatting to you like this, mate. And uh, maybe we can make a bit more of a regular occurrence. We've got quite a few songs to get through if we chose to. Eh? Oh yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a fair catalogue there. <laughs> That'd be fun. So, look, if you've enjoyed today as uh, much as I have and want to hear more, please do sign up to my email list, info at petepasco.com. I would love that. And uh, if you do that, yeah, you'll, you'll get an email weekly alerting yourself to a new podcast episode. You'll see a painting each week, a new painting. Uh, you'll see links. If Digger does anything interesting, I'll <laughs> put a little poem there. Yeah, enough of this Pasco guy. I want more dredge. <laughs> Tell us your um, poem thing. Paul's poetic ramblings. 
Paul's Poetic Ramblings, people. And what is that? Some really cool poems. They almost verge onto the haiku. They're very concise, but I think really cool uh, insightful observations on life and nature. And uh, they're like, if you want something to just reset you, like a walk in the park, or give you a little, what are you doing? Have a listen to that. I, I think the poems, have a listen. Well, see what voice you hear in your head as Paul's talking to you with his words. <laughs> mm. uh, well, I've enjoyed it today. Again, Digger, thanks so much for making this happen. I, I, I understand you're a busy guy and you're a bit going on, but this sort of thing's gold, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It's cool reminiscing and um, yeah, looking forward to doing some more recording. Ah, oh, look, yeah. Tell me about it. That's one of the things I did last night. Time Won't Wait which is on Don't Miss the Bus album of mine, Time Won't Wait, but uh, we've hit on the idea that maybe maybe that'll turn up on this next album with Paul adding to the piano and the vocal that I've got down. Um, well, let's just stand by and watch this space. Uh, that was actually the subject of another podcast episode earlier. Uh, if you want to check that out, you can check out the song there, Time Won't Wait, and then see what, see what we get up to. Yeah, that sort of thing. But more recording, more chat, more songs, and... Uh, it it is it is so inspiring to be on this creative path. I'm really you know what as a, as a human being I'm no longer 21, but I'm seriously excited about the next 20 30 years of my life to think how much more creating can we do? What a mountain of songs to get through, and then what is that going to lead to? We talk about part performance when we get that opens up with COVID and that sort of thing. Get back on each other's countries. The big future ahead, potentially, if we want it to be, right? Yeah, it's interesting. You talk about that. I mean, it, that sort of reason to get up in the morning, isn't it, to be creative, I reckon? You know, just doing something that's making something or, you know, trying to express something um, rather than just sort of going through the motions, you know? Totally. You get a, you get a, It's a place of self-reflection and true art then is it becomes more than just your own therapy you turn it into something more by adding more layers and perhaps make it universal by getting outside yourself and then it's good for other people as a result, which gives you purpose. And rather than just getting out in the morning, putting gas in the tank, going to your job because you have to and coming home, and I'm eternally grateful for living the creative life and it's great to be sharing it with you, man. Mm, privilege. Okay, let's wrap it up there. And It was great to share today's podcast episode with a fantastically talented Mr. Paul Dredge. He's got a great jazz album streaming as well online. Check it out. Name of the album, Paul? What is the name of the album? Jeez, uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Slippery Slope, I think. It is. The Slippery Slope. Paul Dredge, check it out. We're all on a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you the honour again, Paul. This is Pete Pascoe and Paul Dredge. Signing out. Signing out indeed. Thanks so much for tuning in. Catch you next week. I'll leave you with the dulcet tones of the humming of BP Diner. Bye now. Cruising out at the BP Diner.